The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Um, Shane Hannon, good morning. Shane from Off the Ball. The, the FA Cup, will you be watching? I'll be watching. I'll be wearing clothes as well uh, for the majority of it, I'd imagine. <laughs> Which colour, blue or red? Well, probably red for myself, Pat. But uh, yeah, it's, it's the first time ever there's been a Manchester Derby in an FA Cup final as well. So a bit of interest for sure from that perspective. Yeah. City favourites, of course. City favourites, uh, of course. But you never know. The FA Cup can deliver some surprises. The magic of the FA Cup. You, you think yeah. back to Portsmouth in 08 and maybe Wigan beating Man City 1-0 in 2013 as some surprises. They've probably happened less and less in recent years but you still can get a surprise. Yeah. Ten Hag uh, gave a great speech to the, the supporters the other day and the team and the backroom and he was talking about bringing the trophy, beating City and bringing the trophy to Old Trafford. Uh, quite a good motiva- motivation. I mean, for City, obviously, the treble beckons. Mm. But for United, one in the eye for City is a massive motivation. Well, if you, if you can't get motivated or up for a final against your, your arch nemesis and your City rivals, then, I mean, you can't get up for anything. It, it's going to be... See, City, of course, will have one eye on the following Saturday, that yeah. final Champions League, as you mentioned, against Inter Milan. United have this and only this. I mean, imagine if they could finish the season with an FA Cup and the Carabao Cup and top four in the, in the Premier League as well. Confirmed and, Champions and, League football. And probably with some judicious tackles, rule out half the Manchester City team exactly. for the Champions League. League final. One eye on that because of course the comparisons are with the United 99 travel team and this City team so uh, yeah I think United from a okay. number of perspectives. Now if you're looking for the demise of the FA Cup as a, a set piece and I mean it's still there every year used to be days if not weeks in the, the, in the build up mm. um, you point to Manchester United as being perhaps a culprit. Uh, unfortunately for, from Manchester United's perspective possibly and probably at fault because you think of the 1920s right through to the 80s probably the height of the, the FA Cup madness even into the 90s there was still a lot of uh, mystique and intrigue around the FA Cup as you say cameras on the coaches players getting off wearing the white suits everyone remembers the famous infamous Liverpool white suits um, and even just the build up we knew everything about each player and the officials and, and there was just a magic even zooming in on the engraver as he engraved the name on the cup there was just little special moments about the FA Cup final now it's kind of gone downhill yes I think Manchester United that, so United of course win the treble in the 98-99 to season and then the 99-2000 to season United as holders up to, to remove themselves from the FA Cup yeah. to play in this Club World Cup tournament in Brazil uh, United go and get their three weeks off down to Brazil their nice holidays um, but they pulled out of the FA Cup third round, which to many was kind of ruined its error. legitimacy in a sense. Hundred percent. And United could have, in hindsight, put out a, a almost a reserve team in that FA Cup third round, got through that round, and then brought the big guns back for the fourth round. But they f- they figured that would be disrespectful in, in and of itself to the FA Cup. But I think from that moment onwards, it, it was it was a drawback from the FA Cup as as a tournament. So that that's kind of the turning point for me. We've actually got a clip from that era. So it's a short clip of Bobby Charlton uh, and Roy Keane discussing that uh, decision by Manchester United to not play in the FA Cup. Have a listen. Because we were the champions of Europe, we were invited to go to play in Brazil against the, the, confed- the different confederation champions from around the world. And, and I remember speaking to Alex Ferguson about it, and we wanted very badly to play in this competition. And then the problem came up that the timing of the, of the competition was going to be January, which was when we would, now, we would be starting our FA Cup campaign. And we had a, a dilemma, you know, we, we wanted to play in the FA Cup, but we also, we, we might never be European champions again, you know, the chance to play in the, against the best. But at the end of the day, I think we understood the club and they were under pressure from the government uh, to play in the World Club Championships because of the fact that uh, England were trying to get the World Cup bid. Yeah, so England were trying to get the World Cup in 2006. As and that's why they sent them off on this club adventure. A little PR tour of Brazil. Now, as it turned out, it was a three-week rest for United. They ended up coming back refreshed. Arsenal leads their other rivals in that year in the, in the title were a bit more tired from staying in England and United ended up winning the title that year by, by 18 points I think it was 
So it turned out okay, but I think from an FA Cup perspective, it certainly took away some of the magic. Okay, now a couple of other things. You mentioned engraving the trophy. Mm. I was watching the engraving of Sevilla on the trophy uh, last night. Um, Marino lost it. Explain what happened, because I was watching the penalty shootout and then there was encroachment. Yes. Uh, when uh, the, the Sevilla keeper saved a, a, a key penalty and got to take it again. It was uh, quite remarkable. It, it was one of those matches, Pat, that I was sitting there going. So Sevilla, of course, Europa League experts, Roma under Jose Mourinho. So there's a lot of interest from people even outside of Spain and Italy. Uh, but at the end, Montiel takes a penalty. Montiel, for anyone who can't remember, was the guy who scored the winning penalty for Argentina in the World Cup final not too long ago. He takes the last penalty to win it for Sevilla. And Rui, uh, Rui Patricio, who's in goals for Roma, is uh, judged to have encroached when he saves the penalty they take it again and of course Montiel scores What's the rule about encroachment? So the the goalkeeper at least one of the goalkeeper's feet has to be touching at somewhere on that white line that goal line He cannot go forward of his goal line Now he did they had an overhead shot and it was clearly encroachment Yes it it did seem to be a bit maybe against the spirit of the occasion. Possibly, possibly. But then again, you can't argue with the, the overhead camera shot that you mentioned. Yeah. But Jose Mourinho, absolutely not happy. So Anthony Taylor, the English referee, Michael Oliver, the fourth official on the sideline, had probably one of the busiest jobs that a fourth official could ever have. The amount of yellow cards dished out, Mourinho got one himself as well, loads of the officials. It was complete carnage and chaos. And of course, there's images going viral on, on Twitter today of Mourinho following Taylor into the tunnel afterwards or down underneath in the car park shouting at him as he's getting into his, his car or his transport away from the stadium so Mourinho to say he lost the plot would be an understatement and his gripe was about the encroachment because they, they, had that save stood then they were still alive now they they were behind in penalties anyway yes. there had been uh, one penalty missed at that point yes but there was even Eric Lamella who was a severe player should, in Mourinho's view, have got a second yellow card at the end of extra time for a tackle. He didn't, and Lamella goes on and scores his penalty in the shootout. So there's a number of little things that... Yeah. But he was complaining the whole the whole match. Every little decision. I'm sure Anthony Taylor has a headache today. He'll need a few disparate, uh because he was listening to those Roma players throughout, and Jose was, was the, the ringleader of it all. Yeah. Um, it, it was a, a scrappy enough match. I mean, there were moments when it, uh, of great tension and excitement. Um, it, I suppose the first half belonged to Roma and the second, the, the latter stages of the first half, uh, Sevilla started to come good. And yeah. then they were a bit dominant in the second of half. Of course. But still could not score. No, that's the thing. Paulo Dybala scored the, the opener for Roma and then Sevilla come back into the game quite adeptly. Uh, that was the first goal that a Jose Mourinho team had conceded in the European final since La- Henrik Larsson versus Celtic against Porto in 03. Uh, but yeah, they certainly came into the game. The extra time, Pat, was, was a phony war. They were both just downing twos. They might as well have shook hands at the start of extra time and, and said, said, let's, let's do just, the penalties let's now. Let's just get the penalties done. It was the worst uh, 30 yeah. minutes of extra time it ended up I thought they were minutes. all knackered, by the way. They were. It, during that extra time I don't know what the temperature in Budapest was but it's midsummer there now it was late and, 20s and yeah. it was late at night as well for Budapest so I'm sure the players were wrecked at the end of a long yeah. season as well so you can understand yeah. some degree, some degree but it was it was hard to watch and finally today the ghost of John Delaney still haunts at the FAI yeah just a little bit so this is a story from our tag you'll see on the front page of the Irish Independent if you pick up the papers today but uh, yeah the FAI confirming they've paid off the remainder of a 6.5 million euro debt that it owed the Mike Ashley owned Sports Direct as part of this deal for the Sporting Goods 
insurance company to sponsor the FAI Cup. Uh, so this was 2019. The FAI board, of course, when all this is happening with John Delaney, were shocked to learn that a 2016 sponsorship deal um, agreed with Sports Direct uh, demanded repayment, essentially, within four years of starting the deal. So that's not normal. normally how these things would, would of course, go. Uh, and then there was a kit deal, of course, with Sports Direct that never was. Uh, the FAI still, for the senior men's team, have no sponsor since three uh, left their deal. So it's a bit of a messy one. But, of course, now Jonathan Hill, the new CEO of the FAI, keen to get all these debts out of the way. And it appears they're heading in the right direction, at least. Start with some sort of a clean sheet. Shane Hannon from Off the Ball, uh, thank you very much for joining us. And that's all we have time for. A reminder, our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to in the News Talk app, powered by GoLoud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show. With Aviva Insurance. On News Talk.